0: And welcome to the Narrow Road Podcast, a place to share the journey of walking with God on the narrow road that leads to life. I hope that you find rest and encouragement here, but above all, the awareness that you're not alone on the way. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Narrow Road Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Bowyer, and it is my great pleasure to be back with you for another episode today I'm going to keep things short and sweet because the four part series we did on the Book of First John was quite lengthy, and I thought I'd go back to one of my my comfort zones, I guess you could say in reading you um a little bit out of my utmost for his highest the Oswald Chambers devotional and I think that this little piece here that he's talking about, namely the cross of Jesus, cross of Christ. I think it's actually like a really powerful summation in part to what we studied in the book of 1st John, because so much John is constantly reinforcing the power of Jesus, the identity of Jesus, who Jesus was, why his life, death, and resurrection was so important, why We have to stay close to that message and stay rooted down and abiding in Jesus for us to actually walk out and live in love and live our salvation and enter into the fullness of what God has for us. We can't lose sight of Jesus and what he came to do, what he accomplished with the cross, with the the death of his natural body. We can't lose sight of that. And so I'm going to read because I feel like the way Oswald Chambers says this so shortly and so simply is adds so much context and value even to what we just got through reading. So let me begin here reading from My Utmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers. If you want to know the power of God, that is the resurrection life of Jesus in your human flesh, You must dwell on the tragedy of God. Break away from your personal concern over your own spiritual condition and with a completely open spirit, consider the tragedy of God. Instantly, the power of God will be in you. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 22 says, Look to me. Pay attention to the external source and the internal power will be there. We lose power because we don't focus on the right thing. The effect of the cross is salvation, sanctification, healing, etc. But we are not to preach any of these. We are to preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The proclaiming of Jesus will do its own work. Concentrate on God's focal point in your preaching, and even if your listeners seem to pay it no attention, they will never be the same again. If I share my own words, they are of no more importance than your words are to me. But if we share the truth of God with one another, we will encounter it again and again. We have to focus on the great point of spiritual power, the cross. If we stay in contact with that center of power, its energy is released in our lives. In holiness movements and spiritual experience meetings, the focus tends to be put not on the cross of Christ, but on the effects of the cross. The feebleness of the church is being criticized today, and the criticism is justified. One reason for the feebleness is that there has not been this focus on the true center of spiritual power. We have not dwelt enough on the tragedy of Calvary or on the meaning of redemption. When a person is newly born again, he seems inconsistent due to his unrelated emotions and the state of the external things or circumstances in his life. The Apostle Paul had a strong and steady underlying consistency in his life. Consequently, he could let his external life change without internal distress because he was rooted and grounded in God. Most of us are not consistent spiritually because we are more concerned about being consistent externally. In the external expression of things, Paul lived in the basement while his critics lived on the upper level. And these two levels do not begin to touch each other. But Paul's consistency was down deep in the fundamentals. The great basis of his consistency was the agony of God in the redemption of the world, namely the cross of Christ. State your beliefs to yourself again get back to the foundation of the cross of Christ, doing away with any belief not based on it. In secular history, the cross is an infin- infinitesimally small thing, but from the biblical perspective, it is of more importance than all the empires of the world. If we get away from dwelling on the tragedy of God on the cross in our preaching, our preaching produces nothing. It will not transmit the energy of God to man. It may be interesting, but it will have no power. However, when we preach the cross, the energy of God is released. As 1 Corinthians 21 and 22 say, excuse me, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 21 and 23, it says, It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. So we preached Christ crucified. Oswald Chambers continues by saying, If I dwell on the cross of Christ, I do not simply become inwardly devout and solely interested in my own holiness. I become strongly focused on Jesus Christ's interests. Our Lord was not a recluse, nor a fanatical holy man practicing self-denial, He did not physically cut himself off from society, but he was inwardly disconnected all the time. He was not aloof, but he lived in another world. In fact, he was so much in the common everyday world that the religious people of his day accused him of being a glutton and a drunkard. Yet our Lord never allowed anything to interfere with his consecration of spiritual power. It is not genuine consecration to think that we can refuse to be used of God now in order to store up our spiritual power for later use. That is a hopeless mistake. The Spirit of God has set a great many people free from their sin, yet they are experiencing no fullness in their lives, no true sense of freedom. The kind of religious life we see around the world today is entirely different from the vigorous holiness of the life of Jesus Christ. In John 17, verse 15, it says Jesus says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. We are to be in the world, but not of it, to be separated internally, not externally. We must never allow anything to interfere with the consecration of our spiritual power. Consecration, or being dedicated to God's service, is our part. Sanctification which is being set apart from sin and being made holy, is God's part. We must make a deliberate determination to be interested only in what God is interested in. The way to make that determination, when faced with a perplexing problem, is to ask yourself, is this the kind of thing in which Jesus Christ is interested, or is it something in which the spirit that is is diametrically opposed to Jesus is interested? Mm. So good. I think that he, like John, he doesn't mince words. He is unapologetically devout and sincere in his awareness that it all goes back to Jesus. Centering our lives on Him, centering our lives on His lived example, centering our lives on the, His death on the cross, what it actually means. That it isn't just something interesting, something that happened, something that probably was a good thing. No, it was, it was everything. It was everything. And staying connected to Him inwardly, always connected to Him that we are in the world, but we're not of the world. We think from a higher place. We live from a higher place, rooted down deep, fully consecrated, fully aware of the depth our God went to be with us. The depth, the length, the height, the effort, the, the, the agony that he went through to be with us, to make us one as he is one. We never outgrow Jesus. We never outgrow the message of the Christ. We're never too good for it. We've never heard it too many times. It is transformative. It is the power of God to live from, to preach from, to share from the place in our heart that says, I will preach Christ crucified. It is the only message I have. It is God setting the table for man. It was God going further than any of us could ever imagine to reach us, to hold us, to make us alive. We're never too good for it. It never grows old. It never becomes boring and it's never not enough. It will always, always be enough. This is why John wrote an entire book dedicated to Abide in Jesus. Anyone who says Jesus isn't the Messiah is an antichrist spirit and walk away from them. Anyone who chooses to say who he is isn't who he is. What he did wasn't anything important. Maybe didn't happen at all. These voices, these lies, walk away, walk away, root yourself down into that place where his whisper speaks clearly, where you can hear it clearly, the truth The truth that he came to give you life and life abundant. And boy, did he come and boy, did he suffer so that you would have life and life abundantly. It's a scandal. It's too much. It's too gracious. It's too merciful. But he did it. He did it. And just as Oswald Chambers says, consecration is our part. Sanctification is God's part. We must make a deliberate determination to be interested in only what God is interested in. And I pray for you today that you would lean back into the simple truth, the clear and explicit agony of God, of the, the lengths He would go to to reach us, the desires of His heart being so great to reach you, and that you would understand His deep, deep love for you, And that like a little envelope opens up and a piece of paper nestles itself down deep, that you would be like that little piece of paper (laughs) that you could abide down deep, that you would get inside of his presence and you would nestle yourself in there, surrounded on all sides, sealed on top and bottom. And you would stay in that place. And that's my prayer for myself, that I would do the work, of dedicating my life to Him in the deepest, truest sense, regardless of the hardships, regardless of a world that wants me to hate myself and forsake my consecration and forsake my identity, but instead that I would reject the the words of the world and I would live from the place of truth and abiding. And I pray that for you, that you would live in the vigorous holiness of the life of Jesus Christ that you would live in that space, that you wouldn't abandon it, you wouldn't forsake it, no matter how hard it goes, no matter how rough it gets. You can do this. You are empowered by God, and as He does His work of sanctification in you, just stay close to the original message, the message you first heard when you first came in to the kingdom, the love of God, And the lengths that he would go to. The death on the cross that he would suffer. To pour out his love on you. Never forget the the original message that brought you home. It stays that simple. It stays that sure. It stays that good. From the very first time you heard it. Till the last breath you breathe on this planet. I bless you to, to nestle down deep. Into this simple truth that you may may live out the love of God every day in your life. I bless you, and I thank you for listening to another episode of the Narrow Road Podcast, and I will be with you again tomorrow for another one. Thank you, and bye-bye.